Veronica Armstrong, and I'm obsessed with helping women emancipate themselves from limiting beliefs and behaviors that prevent them from operating in their zone of success. I'm a former corporate executive turned coach who gave it all up to help women rise above personal constraints and march boldly towards becoming the women they were born to be. My goal for this podcast is to make it a space where we shatter old thought patterns, challenge limiting beliefs, and break the chains of societal norms. Here, you are not defined by your past, but empowered by the potential of your future. So join us on this journey as we dig deep into a world of transformative insight and empowering information. Because remember, you are more than just a product of your past. You are the architect of your future. Welcome to Girl Emancipated. Welcome back to Girl Emancipated. I am your host, Veronica Armstrong. And in this episode, we embark on a transformative journey into the fourth pillar of living an emancipated life, and that is resilience. Resilience is the cornerstone of an emancipated life because it is the ability to bounce back from setbacks and thrive in the face of adversity. As I defined in the first episode, living an emancipated life means being free from anything hindering your ability to operate in your zone of genius. And resilience plays a huge part in that because it allows you to overcome obstacles and it helps you reclaim your power when you are oppressed or marginalized. And it also empowers you to take control of your life and or circumstances. Resilience also helps you to develop the courage and the mindset needed to challenge, reframe, and ultimately change thought patterns that do not serve you. This is why being resilient is so important to living an emancipated life. In order for you to go on this journey of living an emancipated life, you must be able to reframe and challenge any thought patterns that no longer serve you. This is why having and developing resilience is so important to living an emancipated life. But to develop resilience, you must develop a resilient mindset because a resilient mindset is going to allow you to see things through a different lens. You develop a resilient mindset by having a much more positive outlook, being optimistic, even if you don't see the forest through the trees and being able to adapt to challenges and roll with the punches. And, you know, we've all heard it called not sweating the small stuff, right? Being resilient and developing a resilient mindset also means just having confidence in your own ability to overcome. It means not beating yourself up when you make a mistake and looking at failure as feedback. You know, we call that learning from our mistakes, It's also focusing on what you can control, which allows you to put your focus on what you can change, which keeps you focused on creating better outcomes. So keep in mind, a resilient mindset is built over time. But the more you practice developing a resilient mindset in the moment, the stronger your resilience will become in the long run. But the key to developing stronger resilience is developing strong emotional resilience because it allows us to face difficulties without getting overwhelmed by our emotions. When I see a resilient person, this is who I typically see. They have a tendency to be flexible, which means their negative reactions are minimized. And they're also the people who see 
a glass as half full. They have a much more optimistic viewpoint of situations. They also see challenges as a normal part of life, which means they take things in stride and they do not get bent out of shape as a result. And, you know, according to positive psychology, there are three P's to building emotional resilience, and they are personalization, pervasiveness, and permanence. Personalization means how you perceive external events and who you blame. Meaning if something goes awry, do you blame others? Do you blame yourself? Do you take responsibility? How do you view those events, those external events? Pervasiveness speaks to your belief as to the impact an event has on other areas of your life. Meaning if something happens, if you get fired from your job, does that mean that your bank account is just going to go to zero? Not necessarily. So pervasiveness, once again, speaks to your belief as to the impact an event has on other areas of your life. And permanence is the belief that a crisis will last forever. If I get fired from my job, it doesn't mean I'll never get a job and I'll be in a bad situation for the rest of my life. It just means I got fired from my job and I'll look for another job. So here are three ways that you can start to build emotional resilience. First, if there is an event or situation that happens and that causes you stress, acknowledge the stress exists. Don't try to ignore it. Step into it, embrace it, just acknowledge it because it gives you the ability to make deliberate decisions in the moment as to how you're going to handle that stress. The second thing is learn from your mistakes and your successes. If we learn from our mistakes, that means we take deliberate action to do things differently, which means we avoid outcomes. And if we learn from our successes, we learn what we've done well, and we can repeat those steps with the hope that we will yield the same, if not a better outcome each time. And finally, be okay with discomfort. Discomfort is temporary. It is not going to last forever. Stand in it, embrace it, and understand where it's coming from, but recognize it's going to go away. So I want to share about an experience that I had which demonstrated uh, the resilience that I had developed over the years. I, at one point in time, many, many, many years ago, was let go from a job. Now, I knew I was working myself out of a job, but I didn't expect it to come when it did. It was a a bit of a surprise uh, for it to happen so quickly, but I knew that it was going to happen at some point in time. And when it happened, uh, I was a bit taken aback. However, In the moment, as I was being told, I was having a conversation in my head and the conversation I was having with myself is, you expected this, you knew this was coming, but you also had an inkling it may come quicker than you had anticipated. And so although as I was hearing that person, my boss at the time, tell me that I was being let go, for a very quick second, I was a little annoyed, but then the inner voice of mine took over and reminded me that I already knew in the back of my head that this was coming. And so any reaction above and beyond recognizing that this was coming didn't make any sense because it was really not healthy for me. It wasn't healthy for uh, the situation. So I course corrected in that moment and decided, okay, I knew this was coming. This this was coming. And I just listened and I said, okay, all right, I'm going to be good. So when you look at it from the perspective of the three P's 
of emotional resilience. The personalization, although for a quick moment, I was looking at the situation as something happening to me. In that moment, I turned it around and I recognized, you know what, this is happening and it's okay. And then the pervasiveness, I did not allow that particular situation to cloud my judgment on my ability to uh, obtain another role. I just knew it was this situation. It was what's happening in the in, in the now. And it was what should have been happening. I was where I was supposed to be. So I didn't look at that situation as affecting all of these different areas of my life. And finally, the permanence. Permanence is not something that I allow to kind of creep into my life because I've been through so much as I've talked about that I also recognize that things are only temporary. So that particular situation, I recognize it was temporary. It wasn't going to last forever. But here's what I walked away from that situation recognizing. And I walk away from a lot of situations with this mindset. This is what's happening to me right now. It's okay. What am I going to do to change it? What is my next move? Because I have the power within me to dictate what happens in my life. So I share this with you to help you understand that building resilience takes time. But I want you to recognize in those moments where you don't have a negative attitude, you do have a positive or an optimistic outlook, that is demonstrating that you have a degree of resilience. That's what we need to bounce back from these setbacks. So let's talk about some other amazing ways that you can build resilience. So we already know that self-care is about caring for your physical, emotional, and mental health needs. But did you know that self-care can help you develop resilience? Well, if you didn't, here's how. When you engage in self-care, you are better able to maintain your balance and manage your emotions. And if you're able to manage your emotions, you are able to see things through a different lens, a more optimistic lens in many cases. And living a balanced life and managing your emotions gives you the ability to bounce back from setbacks. So here are some ways that you can leverage self-care to help you develop stronger emotional resilience. So one of my favorite ways is through meditation because meditation helps to reduce stress and it also increases your emotional regulation. And another way that you can develop your resilience is through journaling because it helps you process emotions and feelings and it allows you to gain insight into why you're feeling the way you feel. And finally, probably a controversial one for some of us, I know it is controversial for me on occasion, is exercise. Exercise does help you release endorphins and it also helps you to relieve stress and improve your mental clarity. So I don't want to miss the opportunity to talk about how resilience and your relationships with others makes a difference in your lives. 
Because the bonds you have with others can determine how well equipped you are to weather certain storms. And what I mean by that is having a support system in place to help you face difficult times. And I want to share with you another example from my life that exemplified what it meant to be able to face a challenging situation as resiliently as I could, but a lot of it had to do with the people that I had in my life. So in 2014, my youngest brother, unfortunately, was murdered. It was very unexpected, and he went missing for approximately, I think it was around 10 days before his body was found. That 10-day period of not knowing whether or not he was dead or alive was probably one of the toughest times in my life. And it was tough because I didn't know whether or not he was crying out for help or if he was cold or any of those things. It was the toughest period of my life. But what helped me get through that situation was this. I have a middle brother who's also a police officer. And my brother and I, although we don't talk a lot, I love him dearly. We don't talk a lot every day. But that period between the time my brother went missing and the time we buried him, which was, by the way, from January of that year until April, because unfortunately, my brother, his death was an unintended death. Uh, We didn't get his body back, and we couldn't bury him until April of that year. So between January, end of January, and April of that year, I spoke to my brother every single day. I mean, sometimes multiple times a day. Talking to him gave me the strength and the courage that I needed to go on because no one else understood what we were feeling because he was our brother. He was the baby. And so having him in my life, being able to talk to him, being able to have that shared experience and be able to lift each other up was so incredibly important. There was also another woman in my life who up to that point, I didn't know she was actually a friend of my brother who was murdered. She took it upon herself to insert herself in my life. And she held me down like no other. She was the only woman other than my my aunt that I talked to every single day while my brother was missing and until we had his funeral. So between having my brother and this woman, who I will not name, but she knows who she is, those two helped me keep my sanity. So it is so important to have people in your life that you can rely on to help you bounce back from some terrible tragedies. I never expected this to happen, but I am so grateful and so thankful that A, I have the relationship with my brother that I have. And because we have that shared experience, we were able to be each other's rock in uh, that during that difficult time. But More importantly, having that woman in my life who knew my brother, who was friends with my brother, who put everything she had in her life aside to support me every day, to make sure she talked to me every day. I mean, text calls every day. She held me down. She did a lot of work in that time, work that I could not do on my own without her. There were so many other people who came into my life at that point, family members that I didn't know, who were able to help help me stand on my two feet. But I realized in that moment just how important 
it is to have people in your life who can help you be resilient in those times where being resilient on your own is almost impossible. So I encourage you, if you don't have a circle of friends who you can count on during those difficult times, it's time to find them because all of us, each of us will encounter times in our lives where being resilient on your own is going to be the hardest thing that you would ever have to do. And having people there to give you that little poke, that little nudge to help keep you going is so incredibly important. That said, I want to encourage you to take a moment to self-reflect about your level of resilience. How resilient are you? What are you doing to develop your resilience? And I also want you to Come to my social media page uh, at I am Coach Veronica, whether it is Instagram or Facebook or even LinkedIn. Just DM me or just put something on my page. Let me know about some moments in your life where you showed strong resilience or share with me some moments where as you look back, you realize you weren't as resilient as you would have hoped. So let's wrap up today's episode. So as we've talked about, Resilience is the cornerstone of living an emancipated life because it is our ability to bounce back from setbacks and thrive in the face of adversity. By developing resilience, we are developing our ability to handle almost anything that comes our way. I also want you to do whatever it is you need to do to figure out how to develop your resilience if you think resilience is something that needs work. And if you are resilient, give yourself a pat on the back because that means you are able to take control of your life during those times where it is necessary for you to take control. And it also means that you can make deliberate decisions about what you want to do in the moment. So I commend you for being resilient. But finally, I also want to remind you that every setback that we have in our lives is an opportunity for growth and empowerment. It is just temporary. It is there to help us grow and to get better. Don't look at your failures as failures. Look at them as feedback. So I want to thank you for being a part of the Girl Emancipated community because together we are breaking free from limitations, embracing our authenticity, and empowering ourselves to live the lives we were meant to live. Remember, hit that subscribe button and follow Girl Emancipated on Instagram and Facebook to stay connected. By subscribing and following me on social media, you become an integral part of the Girl Emancipated community where we celebrate each other's successes, support one another through challenges, and collectively grow as empowered individuals. In our next episode of Girl Emancipated, we'll discuss the next pillar, which is connection. So until next time, stay emancipated and keep shining. Bye for now.